Weddings ish, 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 I think it is such an honor to have someone be a, an officiant at your wedding that is a friend or a family member that knows you both uh, personally, maybe professionally. They can add a little bit more of a personal touch and some humor since they know you as a couple. That being said, I also totally understand when couples hire a professional who they don't know and they spend time getting to know them. It could then be more impartial and maybe is more balanced. It isn't a one-sided friend or a one-sided family member. It is really someone right down the middle who's learning about you as they can in advance of your wedding. But for those of you choosing to have a friend or family member or coworker marry you, we wanted to share the steps of how they can do that and also some important tips on the day of for officiants. So if you're here in New York City, it is a two-step process. You have to first become ordained online. There are many websites depending on what your interests are and where your religious or non-religious or spiritual beliefs lie. But the Universal Life Church is a great one that we always recommend to our couples and their friends. It's non-denominational. It's easy. It's breezy. You pay less than $20, and you can become an ordained minister online. So once you are ordained, you then have to register with the city. So you make it official with some sort of religion, and then you register that with the city of New York. Here in New York, you can register in person, or you can register online. If you choose to register online, it is a lengthier process, and I think a little bit more complex. So if you're based in New York City, then definitely just make an appointment, head down, and do it in person. If you're not able to be here, then definitely do it online, but follow the steps to a T. Otherwise, the city will reject your application. They are very, very particular. Um, anything you're doing with the city, you have to follow all of the steps. Read it three times. They don't make it super easy, and they don't make it um, super simple to understand. It's, it, it is simple in general, but can be very complex if you rush through it. You do want to know that there is sometimes a deadline in terms of your registration. In New York City, it's a 30-day deadline. So you have to be registered as an officiant with the city 30 days before the actual wedding in order for you to officiate it. So once you're registered and you're ordained and you're set to go, then that means on your friend or family's wedding day, you are legally binding them in marriage. So your signature counts. Also, make sure our pro tip is to have the sealed envelope with the stamp. Bring it with you. Sign it that day. Send it out that day so there's nothing left to chance. Don't let your planner do it. Don't let a family member do it. As the officiant, that is your job and make it happen. 
On the actual wedding day itself, you want to make sure to talk into the mic. I know it sounds so simple and like an obvious thing, but so many officiants are not experienced with microphones, and every microphone is so different that sometimes if you stand at what you think is a reasonable distance away from the microphone, nobody can hear you, especially those furthest from the speaker. So make out with the microphone. Really get up and close and personal, and don't be afraid to speak loud, to use your outdoor voice, and to project. When you're not talking into the mic and the couple's perhaps doing their vows or speaking, it is your job to make sure you turn the mic so that they can be heard as well. Um, They're not going to think about it. They're emotional. They're looking at each other. It's your job to turn that mic to the couple so that they can be heard when they're speaking. And don't be timid. If you can't hear them or they're really far away from the mic, hold the mic a little bit closer. This is what everyone is there to do, is to listen to these vows and the ceremony, and it's your job to make it happen. So make sure you're on mic duty is number one. Number two, don't rush. You're not in a hurry. This only happens once. There's no reason um, other than nerves to speed through something like this. So if you think you're going to rush or you're going to be nervous because it's public speaking and that's everyone's number one fear, totally reasonable that you might be nervous, then practice and practice really slow. And that way on the day, if you do rush, you don't rush super fast. You maybe become normal if you practiced really slow. Read it very slow and make sure to have good diction. So pronunciate perfectly so everyone can hear you. And when you practice this way, slow and precise, then if you speed up, it will sound normal and not rushed. After you say you may now kiss, move out of the way. This is a big one for me. Otherwise, every first kiss photo is a three-way kiss. So unless you're into that and a thruple, which is totally cool if that's your life and your choice, um, do not be in the middle of the photo like a duck sitting in water just staring while the couple makes out in front of you. So if you have a wireless mic, you can step aside and say, you may now kiss. And then let the couple know to pause a moment so that you can fully be out of the frame and of the photo uh, so that they're kissing just the two of them and you're not awkwardly in the background. When it comes to preparing your actual sort of sermon or the words you're going to say or the, the program, you really want to balance humor and heart. People are there. Of course, it's emotional and it's wonderful, but a little bit of humor goes a long way. It is not a stand-up comedy show. Do not make it that funny unless you are a stand-up comedian and that is why they picked you. But if you're a friend or family member, just balance humor and heart. But most importantly, don't make it about you. It's not your wedding day. It's not your celebration. You are the neutral party that they have selected to join their union together. So put all the focus on them. Of course, take a little time. Introduce yourself. Talk about why you were selected, what your relationship to the couple is. But then move on. Don't talk about your wedding, your relationships, your life. Don't make it about you. It's not about you. It's not 
a stand-up show for one person. You are there to offer up their life and their love to all of their friends and family members. So just keep that in mind. Get ordained online, register with the city, talk into the mic, move the mic for the couple, do not rush, move out of the way before you say they may kiss, balance heart and humor, and don't make it about you. Best of luck and be a great officiant. Weddings-ish. I am very excited to be sitting across from the chic, talented, and very sweet founder of Fox Fodder Farm, Taylor Patterson. How are you? Hi, I'm well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me in your beautiful home on this rainy afternoon. Well, thanks for coming over. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So you're, I'm trying to think of when I first met you, but I don't actually recall because I have a terrible memory. So do I, actually. I have a terrible memory. I feel like it was at that event at the White, but that wasn't very long ago, so... That was the most recent connection, but I feel like I previously, but I don't remember when, so we don't have to talk about it. Yeah. That's fine. Um, That dinner was amazing. Your work was so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, Where does your inspiration come from? Um, You know, that's such a... Hard question. It's a broad question. It's a broad too. question. Uh, I think you know it comes from it comes from all over. Um, a lot of times, I think what really attracts me is is um, different like shapes and forms. Mm-hmm. So, like for that dinner, for example, I was really I wanted everything to be like very wispy and like different levels and very like airy and light. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of the look I was going for. And then the, the selection of like flowers and colors and things kind of fell into place after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like life. Life. It's, that's, that's what kind of inspires me. You did a wedding last weekend or the weekend before with Brita. Oh, yeah. And I feel like I have not, you used that orange flower, looked like a carnation. Oh, the marigolds? The marigolds. I feel like I haven't seen anyone use a marigold at a wedding ever. I know. Well, I think people associate marigolds with Indian weddings because it is very much a traditional thing in Indian weddings. Um, No, for this one, uh, Cassie, who was the bride. She she was just, like, obsessed. She was obsessed with marigolds. Oh, so that came from her. came from her, okay. but it also came from, like... <laughs> no, it came from her. Her, okay. Pinterest, her Pinterest board was literally the most amazing thing I'd ever seen because it was okay. in, like, 50 different directions. Got it. But so amazing in a complicated way. <laughs> totally complicated way. And she was, like, she wanted everything. Uh-huh. And she wanted, like, every single color of the rainbow and every single, like, style of flowers that were possible. Yeah. Um... And it was hilarious because everything I sent her, she was always like, I'm obsessed with it. I no matter it. what it was. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> and in the end, you went, I mean, it was really beautiful in and the colorful. End, in the end, it was, yeah, it was super, it was really fun. Um, they, you know, the tables for the dinner, it was a family style, so mm-hmm. we couldn't really do a lot with the tables. And um, Brita was like, all right, well, we'll do like a hanging installation. And I was thinking about, I was like, all right, well, what, you know, what can we do that's, that's like fun yeah. and different because Cassie also is, she's just like the type of person. She's so fun. And, um, I, you know, I didn't want to do just like, I didn't want to do something that was just like pretty for the sake sure, of being pretty, being pretty. E- even though that is like, I do love that. Um, no, I came up with this idea. I was like, let's just create these big flower 
heart yeah. and hang them from the ceiling. I was yeah. like, it's kind of tacky. It's so cheesy, but it's kind of amazing. Magical. Yeah. yeah. And it worked. It worked out so well. And like for the tables, I we just like covered the tables in glitter. Yeah. It was literally. Literally. <laughs> it was like more glitter. More glitter. <laughs> you want color? Here is all the Here's- colors. All the colors. Oh my more gosh! Glitter. And it wasn't yeah. in someone's home, so glitter can just no. Live on and it then- was at Southwood Estate up, um, in upstate New York, and it was like it's a place that's beautiful property, mm-hmm. very you know very Hudson Valley esque, and what we did there was totally the opposite of that. Um, but it worked. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Would you say that you or Fox Potter has a particular style or? You know, I've been thinking about this a lot actually recently. And, Not to um, put you in a box. No, but um, I've been thinking about it a lot. And, you know, there was this wedding with Cassie. and But then right before that, I um, I did a friend's wedding in the south of France. So it was very, it was like very traditional in a lot of ways. Very simple, very, very pretty just mm-hmm. to be pretty. And it was it was um, probably one of my favorite ones that I'd ever done. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, we f- we foraged like Queen Anne's Lace and Wild Scabiosa from the side of the road. I brought a bunch of stuff from New York, like patinaed, um, patinaed brass juleps, which like we've all seen time mm-hmm. and again. Um, and then and you've got local flowers there. Got local flowers. Yeah, just everything was kind of like cut from the side of the road. And it was so, um, it was so simple, but it worked so well. Mm. And... It was um, it was just so pretty, so and I felt like when I was doing that one, I was like, this one is very much representative of of me and like mm-hmm. what I would want, I guess. Sure. If I were to ever get married, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know, uh, on the flip side, like Cassie's is just like so fun to do. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like what I'm realizing that that we're good at. Um, or at least I hope that we're good at, is taking, you know, the basic idea or, like, vision of someone. And a lot of times it's, like, that person's personality and mm-hmm. their tastes and, like, what they what would really be, like, a representation of them and doing that with, you know, our, our taste level and, um, you know, the aesthetic decisions that we would make in order to make that happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm feeling less and less, like, they're, you know, like, what is the Fox Fighter style? I'm, in terms of um, weddings, I think it's more like, well, what's your style? And then we're going to interpret. Who are you? Yeah, who and are we'll you? we'll figure it out. And then I'm going to interpret that and, you know, hopefully I get it right. Yeah. But um, that's kind of how I'm feeling more okay. and more so. So rather than prescribing to like, this is who we yeah. are, it's more of a flexible stance on... It's more of a flexible stance you work with. I, f- I found that we've just been like doing so many different things that are in like so many different directions. And it's just, it's so fun mm-hmm. that way. It's, it's really fun. We have a wedding next May where the bride was like, I was like, well, what, you know, what's your aesthetic? What are you looking for? And she was like, I just, she's like, I'm just inspired by Solange. <laughs> literally, <laughs> she, she her inspiration literally, is yeah, Solange. She was like, my inspiration is Solange. And I was like, okay, all right. Specific album or just, or just her like as her, a person? Her as a person. Wow. And I was like, all right. And we came up with a concept that I think is like pretty cool. That's kind of and, incredible. And um, 
Yeah, I'm excited to see how it plays out. What Solange looks like in flowers what and Solange candles. What looks like in flowers and <laughs> at candles. At a wedding. Yeah, at a wedding. That's incredible. <laughs> Is she going to wear that Solange dress that she wore to Beyonce's? You know, I got to ask her. I don't know. I mean, that that was like life-changing. I know. Um, I'm sure you've done all of your Solange research. Higher <laughs> um, Pinterest boards. I'm dedicated. sure. So Pinterest, do you love it, hate it, neutral, encourage it? What's your feeling? You know, I actually, I don't use it. Mm-hmm. I should use it. It's one of those things where I'm like, Taylor, like we should have a Pinterest board so that anybody that's like, you know, following us can see maybe like what our general style, like, style aesthetic yeah, sure. is. Um, but I'm just not that kind of person who does that. Um, but I think it's really good. I do like it for clients because it's it's a nice thing to have and like go through with them. You know, sometimes it's literally like all over the place sure. and you really have to like hone people in. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think it's a good way for, for people. It's like, especially as they're kind of starting to look at flowers for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um seeing, you know, what they like and don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't understand. They're discovering. Yeah, it's like you're discovering and you're like, oh, I like that. I like that. And then next thing you know, like something you pinned like two months ago, you're like, ugh. It's hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Your tastes evolve quickly on Pinterest. Yeah. Like, ugh, that's so over. Yeah. No, and with weddings, it happens, I think, so quickly with Mm -hmm. the internet and all these blogs or you go to a wedding we have clients all the time. They go to their friend's wedding and they're like, we have to change the entire wedding. We have wedding. to change everything. I'm like, yeah. no, we don't. Let's hold up. Like, calm down. Yeah. Um, and Fox Fodder Farm, where does that name come from? And do you have a farm? Um, the name comes from my mother, actually. I did. I grew up on a, a farm in Delaware. Okay. But um, people are always like, so where's your farm? And I'm like, I don't have a flower farm. Like it's not. It's not that. Yeah. Um, but I did grow up in a small farm in Delaware, and my mom came up with the name um, because we have chickens, and she was selling her eggs to the, her friends, and she had a stamp made that said Foxwater Farm, and I thought it was funny because okay. I spent my childhood walking out to like a massacre. You know, at least three times a summer. Yeah, yeah. because that's farm life. Because that's farm life. Okay. And yeah. so from that, you decided... From that, yeah, well, I started because um, I, I started this whole business with a like plant stand, sort of, at the Brooklyn Flea. Okay. And I needed a name for my... For your business. For my plant stand. Okay. Um, and I thought Fox Water Farm was cute. And at the time, I was selling like herbs potted in mason jars. Like, okay. Get serious. It was on trend there. Super on trend. What year was Brooklyn this? Brooklyn loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was like seven years ago. I feel like we all had mason yeah. jars all over our home yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I need a name for my stand. I was like, oh, Fox Potter Farm. It's cute and has a story. And farm, it fits with like what I'm doing. Herbs and mason jars. Yeah, yeah. herbs and mason jars. Totally worked then. I don't know if it really works now, but I'm stuck with it. <laughs> But it is who you are. It's your identity. Yeah. I mean, it's your roots also. Yeah. Um, so from selling herbs and Brooklyn Flea <laughs> years ago, how did you get to where you are today? I um, During that time, I was also, I was working at a, a flower shop. Mm-hmm. I worked there for like six months. Um, and... And that was your first time working with flowers? Yeah, that was my first time working with flowers. Before that, my parents are both big gardeners, so I'd always been um, around 
flowers and nature, mm-hmm. and I grew up on a farm, so yeah. that was like a big part of my life. Um, and before I started working for the flower shop, I was working as a gardener for a landscaper. Got it. Like digging holes. <laughs> Manual labor. <laughs> Basically digging Dig the holes. Hole bigger, Taylor. Digging holes and laying mulch. Um, <laughs> Sounds so sexy. I know. Slash, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but then winter came, and I was like, oh, no, I, I need, like, I, I was waitressing as well, but mm-hmm. I really wanted to do something that was more involved with nature. So I got a job at a flower shop, and um, I was managing a lot of the weekly accounts. Mm-hmm. And um, I really loved it, and I loved working with flowers. And I just kind of, from there, I, you know, the ambition muscle kicked in, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do this by myself. Yeah, if they can do <laughs> it, I can <laughs> do it. <laughs> um, which... <laughs> Proved a little bit more difficult <laughs> at the time, but sure. um, I started. I started doing some like jobs for friends, and then like friends of friends, mm-hmm. and it just you know built kind of from there. And then um, I guess my quote unquote break is uh, I was asked to do by Pam Love to do her wedding, mm-hmm. and um, she's a jewelry designer here, and uh, it was featured in Vogue. Got it. And so. It was so that like, does something. It, it does. It does something. I'm not going to try and pretend that it doesn't. No, Vogue um, is Vogue. It's Vogue is Vogue. So that happened. And then after that, it was like I had the, a little bit more cred sure. behind You could name. raise your prices. Yeah. And people, I could raise my prices. Yeah. Uh, but people started getting in touch. And so it just, yeah, it built from there. And then simultaneously, I was building our my like weekly client base because mm-hmm. that's what I had known from my previous job. Sure, it was weekly and, clients. Yeah, and so building the two of them simultaneously has just kind of gotten where we are now. Are you at like a 50-50 or is it mostly weddings, some corporate, weekly? It's like, I think weddings is like probably, weddings every year becomes a little bit less and less. We just take mm-hmm. on less and less because uh, the ones we are taking on are the ones larger where I'm quality. Like, they're larger quality and it's... Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, it's, I'm, I'm less interested in being like, cool, great, let's do like three weddings in a weekend. Sure. I'd, ra- I'd rather be like, let's do two a month and make them really and cool and awesome. And pour our full selves into them. Yeah, yeah, and it'd be like something that we can be really excited and proud of. Yeah. Um, because as much as I think, you know, each of the small ones, if you're doing a lot of small ones, like you can turn out, I don't know, 12 beautiful weddings a month. Sure. But um, I don't, I think that the... You're just turning out 12 beautiful weddings yeah. a month. For you, it's not doing yeah, anything. Yeah, it's not, it's not bringing me anything back. So um, we're doing a little bit less, and I think our, our weekly clientele and our corporate is definitely building. Which is great. Which is great because it's like Monday through Friday. Yeah, and no emotion. No emotion in it. <laughs> and we all have the weekend. Yeah. What's a weekend? <laughs> What's a weekend? Well, it's What do people like, do on a weekend? It's this magical time. <laughs> Where you lay and do nothing. Where you relax. Yes. Yeah. Um, So that's been really nice. That's great. Is one of your clients Blue Bottle? Yeah. I go often to the one in Burham Hill. Okay. And I'm like, why does this look so familiar? But it feels like your work because it is your work. Yes. Okay. How fun. Yeah. No, we've been working with them for about a year now. And um, it's really, it's fun. The challenge of doing weekly accounts is that you have to choose things that are going to last for a at least five days. Yeah, because and yeah, and that's I'm not a gonna, long time. It's a long time, and like I'm not gonna lie, we've had many, many fails, um, but we've definitely 
learned like what works and what doesn't work mm-hmm. and also um you know what kind of aesthetic actually works the best sure for that brand for or that for brand the space. yeah for that brand and then for the spaces and and we do that with all of our clients too it's like it's considering aesthetic and then materials that we're going to use and also durability yeah how long yeah. it will last given yeah the environment. Yeah, exactly. Is there so air like, conditioning or no? Is there air conditioning? Is the air conditioning on so cold that everything's just going to like fry up because sure. the air's so dry? Yeah. Um, is there somebody who's like really diligent about topping off water? Or is there somebody who's like, oh yeah, no, totally, I got it. And, and never does it. And doesn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the blue bottle is that latter portion. <laughs> <laughs> I also go on the weekend, so I'm sure it's like at the yeah, tail end well, of its life. Well, that's the thing. It's, yeah, we do that. Uh, we we drop that one on Tuesdays. Oh, so got it. If you're there on the weekends, you are catching it on its tail end. Got it. Mm-hmm. Because it's a Tuesday drop. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, what's your process for weddings? A person's gets engaged. They're excited. They reach out. What's your preferred method of working with someone? Like, this is what we want. How much are you? Or like, this is our vibe. What are you thinking? Like, do you have minimums? Like, what's the, what would yeah, be helpful for the, sort of the way that um, that I've learned that I prefer to work is somebody reaches out and they kind of they give us a sense of the the overall aesthetic that they're looking for, mm-hmm. um, a budget range that they want to work within, and an honest one. Don't yeah, like, lie an, to you. Yeah, an honest one. <laughs> don't, don't lie to me. Uh, you know, and a Can't range. Say fifteen the, if you mean twenty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and it's always nice when people do their research a little bit beforehand and like mm-hmm. get a sense, you know, and there's so many blogs and all the magazines, I think they give a really honest portrayal of what things cost. So, um, you know, just doing a little bit of research beforehand and thinking about what you want and understanding what that might cost mm-hmm. um, and, you know, presenting that. It's fine, too, when people are like, oh, I need... 10 table centerpieces, I need two bars, I need two this, two sure, this. To Happy to do that, but at the same time, I think it's um, when you allow yourself like a little bit of flexibility in terms of what could be done, mm-hmm. um, you you get a little bit more bang for your buck. Yeah, or thinking yeah. about it differently yeah, than exactly. just sort of like, I need these items. Yeah, so the things we ask is like, what's your like, what's your general, yeah, what's your general vibe? Like, what, what are you naturally attracted to mm-hmm. what kind of color palette if you're thinking of one um do you want this to be just something that's like really beautiful or do you want this to be a party do you want um do you want to feel really romantic or do you want to feel more like lighthearted mm-hmm. and, and like whimsy it's just like all the different options yeah it's like what's your what what's your vibe who are you who are what you? do you want yeah and then when they don't know that's the best well when they don't know and then it's like all right well and then just start asking questions about, like, throwing some ideas out and seeing what the feedback is. And it's that and going always from fun there. Too. Yeah. And I'm on a mission to sort of help couples stop fishing, like price fishing. I know mm-hmm. it happens. People want to do it. Yeah. I understand the logic behind it. But I don't think people really realize how many hours a florist will spend making a proposal. Oh, my God. In which you're not getting paid for. Oh, my God. We've Can gone, you speak a little bit to yeah, that? Yeah. I don't I've gone back and forth with so many different people in our industry. I'm like, should we charge for proposals? Should we not charge for proposals? I've responded to emails being like, yeah, we'd love to talk to you about this. Like, we can hop on the phone. Proposals cost this much. And then it's like... Over. Radio silence. So from that, I was like, okay, well, that 
So that you tried doesn't it. Work. Try, oh yeah, oh. I definitely tried it because it's spending. I mean, you spend two, three hours. Yeah. Um, on a proposal after having an hour-long conversation. Sure. and um, That's half a work day. It's half a work day. And there was, I got to a point where I was actually getting really frustrated. And so I was just like, all right, well, we're going to charge for them from what now What did on. you charge out of curiosity? I was saying it was 150 Yep. That would be then put towards your budget. If you book. If you book. Reasonable. Yeah. And I was actually, I based it off of a friend of mine who's a landscape designer. And that's, okay. what, that's what he does. He was yeah. like, you should absolutely be charging. It's funny because no florist that I know do that. Nobody to does me, that. it makes sense. Yeah. Nobody does it. You're and working I, for free. I was like talking to everybody. I was like, guys, we got to band together. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's do, make a flower let's, union. We're, gonna, we're all going to do this. <laughs> and everybody was like, nah, no. Yeah. Um, so it didn't really, that didn't really pan out. But um, yeah, it is hard because you do spend a lot of time. And I think also because... Uh, it's getting more and more competitive these days. Mm-hmm. Um, people want, I've, people are like, all right, give me my full wedding. And it's like. For free. For free. And it's, and you're like, cool. That's going to, that's like going to, it's going to take a lot of time. Yeah. And I'm also giving you my ideas. And if you walk away. To some To somebody cheap else. florist. To, yeah, or to somebody who's new and eager and who's like, yes, hungry. I will do that. For half the cost. For half the cost. That just sucks. Yes, yeah. yeah. So we've um, we streamlined it a little bit so that it's less like we're going to do this with these candles and, mm-hmm. and this exact kind of blooms and they'll look like this. It's, it's sure. a lot more broad and it's very, it's itemized to start just so that uh, people can get a sense of budget because I think... For the most part, people are like, okay, what is this going to cost me? Sure. And can then I afford like, it or not? Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, I'm comfortable spending this much. Now what can we tweak on the inside? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the way that we've been doing it now. And it's it's working because it means spending less time. It means spending like an hour on a proposal or 45 minutes on a proposal versus yeah. like- Three or four hours. Yeah, three or four hours and like making extensive mood boards. Yes, like, for someone who has yet someone who's like, to sign on. Yeah, who's, who just feels, you feel like, you're like, well, are you just collecting proposals? Which those people exist. Yeah. It's like addicting, I think. Yeah. And then they sort of like pin one person against yeah. the other person. Like, well, this person can come in cheaper. And you're like, yeah. great. <laughs> it's like, okay, well... How? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they not want to make a profit? They're like, we live in New York. Let's get serious. Yeah. No. The costs um, are high for florists. Yeah. It it is high, and especially if you're looking for a certain, I think, quality um, mm-hmm. quality experience. Uh, there's there's definitely ways to do it more affordably, but um, you know, everybody wants the like unique custom thing, and yeah, that just. Cost money. Yeah, that's the way that it yeah. works. Yeah, that's how that's how it goes. Yeah. Weddings are not cheap. No. If you want a cheap wedding, don't get married. <laughs> it's like don't. city hall city and hall. then like a lunch. I know. Which I think is what what I'll probably end up doing. So let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, Have you thought about your wedding? Are you in a relationship? Tell me everything. Ah, uh, I am in a relationship. Woohoo! I don't know. You can maybe see his like thirty-seven pairs of sneakers scattered around, but um, that's a lot of shoes. Yeah. Oh, so like a serious one, like living together relationship. Like living together. Okay. Um, you know, we've we've talked about it, but neither of us are actually, um, neither of us are interested in having a wedding. Okay. Um, 
I think for me, it's because it's there's like a association with work component yeah. to it. And him, it's just like not his vibe. Which is like oftentimes how yeah. it goes. But um, So he must be thrilled that you're like, I don't care. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> like, I don't care. Also, it's just like the amount of work that goes into it is, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's funny because like this has been the summer of like my friends all getting married and every single one of them is like, when are you getting married? Well, that and they're like, <laughs> nobody told me this was a full-time job. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. With or without a wedding planner. With or without a, a wedding planner. It's a full-time job because you're making, you know, 20 to 30 decisions. All the time. All the time. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, yeah, especially if you're somebody that's got like a certain taste level and you like, are like, I want it to be mm-hmm. this way. You're making a lot more decisions. Yeah. Because you're making all of the decisions. Everything granular, yeah. like down to the color of A, B, and C. Yeah. And I also, so part of me, I think the reason why I don't want a wedding is because I am that kind of person. <laughs> you know Where yourself. I'd be like, okay, we have to have this and it has to be like this and then this and then this mm-hmm. and then this. And then I'd drive myself insane. Yeah. And then you wouldn't yeah. really enjoy it probably. And then, yeah. So... I don't know. But, you know, who knows? It's Maybe funny. I feel like a lot of wedding people I speak to about this don't want a big wedding or even like a wedding at all, which is kind of hilarious yeah. given the industry that we're in. I know. But, but like from photographers what... to floors, like everyone yeah. is like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. I think maybe that's why we all can work in it mm. um, because there is like a, a separation in that way. Yeah. I don't know. I might be making this up. Also, my dad, since I was like 12, was always like, uh, if you decide to elope instead of getting married, I'll make it worth your while. Ah, smart dad. <laughs> smart dad. So you're like, hmm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> the things we could do. The things, I was like, yeah. Uh, I was like, hmm. It's very tempting. Yeah. It's like party with your closest friends for five hours. Yeah. Or, or other huge all life the things. other things. Yeah. Or a Ferrari. Oh my god. <laughs> no, Would you kidding. drive a Ferrari? No, never. You don't give me Ferrari <laughs> vibes. I don't look at you and think like, oh, she drives a Ferrari. Wouldn't that be amazing though if I did? I mean, if I pulled up outside and you had a Ferrari, I'd be like, oh my god. Oh, let's talk about that. <laughs> I know. I think that would just be so much fun. I mean, yeah, if you could go fast. I don't think it's fun in New York City. No, just the idea of having one. Got it. Yeah. Well, Ferrari in New York City just is. Are those the ones where the doors open vertical? I don't know, but maybe that's a Lamborghini. <laughs> oh. But maybe I want that instead. Are those the Like same? the one that's just like the most ridiculous. Got it. You want that car. Like I the want Back that to one. the Future Yeah, the one that doesn't car. go with me at all. Got it. The opposite of you. Yeah. I feel like you would drive a Volvo <laughs> or a It's so funny you say that because I drive a Subaru. <laughs> okay, that was like the third option. Like <laughs> yeah. that's the world you give me is that yeah. vibe. No, I'm pretty predictable. Noelle. So I drive a Subaru. You are who you are. Forrester. It's got um, plants in the back as we speak. Got it. Um, and what is your favorite flower? Mm, daffodils. Okay. Uh, they're very they're very nostalgic for me. From childhood yeah, or childhood. family? Or? Yeah. I think that's kind of the way of everybody when they like talk about their favorite flower. It's like people are like, oh, garden rose because my mm-hmm. grandmother grew them or this because my great aunt who I was very close to grew them. Um yeah, for me it's daffodils. Okay, had them growing behind the house. Yeah, yeah, it's so and funny the how fragrance you... of them is just like it's very yeah nostalgic and sentimental. No, I don't have a fragrance memory of daffodils. I feel like they're <clears throat> fragrant lists. No, they're not. Oh no, that's the yellow one with the white middle. 
That's a yellow one. Yeah, and it like, looks like a teacup. You yeah. know when Willy Wonka, when he, he yeah. drinks the tea and bites a teacup? That's, That's it. Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to re-smell those. I mm-hmm. just feel like they're scentless, but obviously I'm they're wrong. They're not. They smell amazing. Okay. They smell a little bit like dirt. Okay. <laughs> it's like a floral dirt. It's very specific. Yeah. It's, it's very like the like beat spring. of the flower world. Yeah, it's like spring. It's a little musky, but like not. Okay. Uh, Mark Jacobs tried to create a scent called Daffodil. Unsuccessfully, I thought it just smelled like candy. But um, yeah, and there's no perfume that I've been able to find that like That's gets it. similar to that. Yeah. All overdone or mm-hmm. too acidic. Perfume yeah. is weird. It's hard to find a really good perfume. It is hard. I really like um, Ostiard Lots. Mm-hmm. Their perfume line. I think yeah. they've done a really good job. Yeah. Are you? Do you do candles or a line of fragrances? We, or? we had a line of. Um, we we have still. It's like soaps and candles. Um, but I'm kind of wanting to put them to bed mm-hmm. and start over. Um, our candles are like a really simple, we have a summer one and a winter one. The summer one's oh, rosewood. <laughs> yeah. The summer one's rosewood and the winter one's a pine. And they're very, they're very simple. And at the time when I was doing them, that's what I wanted. Yeah. But I do think that like the brand, um, does lend itself well to creating like a more extensive, like candle, so smelly stuff. Mm-hmm. Like a full um, collection range. Yeah, like home, kind of that kind of home stuff, mm-hmm. which I've been thinking about, but just haven't done anything yet. Sure. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. And I'm you're also already like, busy. Like, how do you do this? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Dear, I don't know, let's Google. How do I make my Dear own line? Dear Google, how do you make a home line? No, I mean, I know how to do it now. It's just a matter of like taking the time to do it the right way. Well, it's a whole other company. Like it's you're a whole already other running thing. a company, yeah. and that's a whole other. Do you have a storefront, or you just have sort of we office have, and we have space? a we have a studio um, that we do events and weddings out of, and then we have a small retail, like satellite retail, that we just opened in December. Okay, that's part of um, a space called the Canal Street Market. Okay, which is it's on Canal Street. Yeah. Chinatown. Um, Chinatown. Dumplings and, all day. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's really. Um, and it's working. It's good. It's, you know, flower retail is really hard. It's, hard. it's really, yeah. really hard. Um, it's been nice to have a place for people who follow us to come visit mm-hmm. and see. Um, and we've also been able to expand our delivery program. Through that space. Through that space. Yeah. So now instead of doing like five deliveries a week, we can do like five to 10 a day. Yeah. Um, which has been really great. And it's nice being able to say yes to people in that respect instead of being like, oh, well, no, I don't sorry. think I can do it. Uh, we yeah. can't do it. So it's been really good. But flower retail, I'm, I'm learning, learning a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every day you learn. Yes. And I don't envy florists at all. <laughs> I mean, I used to like the dream to be one, the fantasy of like, a room full of beautiful flowers yeah. and vessels and candles. But you have a product that's so sensitive that can die in a whim. If yeah. it's a degree too cold, we'll close that. Like, there's so many things you have to consider. It's so, it's so fickle. It's crazy. And so sensitive. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, 
I'm always like, what did yeah. I do? <laughs> like, how did I choose this one? Sure. Why didn't I go to business school? Yeah. <laughs> um, you still can if I you really can. want to. I'm really, really <laughs> considering it. No, I mean, I love working with flowers, and I, I love what I do and that I'm able to do this, but it, it does have its challenges, sure. obviously, like anything. And I think, um, just like you said, you were like, I had this dream of being a florist and like, being surrounded by flowers and like living in this beautiful mm-hmm, this world. world, and um, I, you know, it's so much of not that. That yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think people know that more and more. But it's definitely with Instagram and social media. There's there's definitely this like idea of what the lifestyle is, is like. Sure, and um, it's not it's not as romantic. It has its romantic moments. Sure. Don't get me wrong. But I don't it's not complain. all romance all yeah, the time. Yeah, but it's not all romance all the time. Yeah, it's not and what Instagram you, portrays. Exactly. And if you're somebody who's figured out that it's all romance all the time, then call me. Send us an email. Send me an email. I'd love tell to me, intern for you. Tell me how. <laughs> I'd love to have Please this romantic flower life. Yeah. Write my emails yeah. from your studio. Yeah, exactly. Um, so where can people find you online, on your store, on Instagram? Uh, you can find us um, on Instagram at Foxwater Farm. And um, our store is located at 265 Canal Street mm-hmm. in, in Manhattan. Um, and then our studio is appointment only. And we have our website, which has all of our delivery options on it. Okay. Um, I used to have a, a blog. I feel like so many people used to have a blog uh-huh. and then everyone's like, I can't keep it and up. And then everyone has Instagram. Yeah. And now it's just like Instagram is like the blog. Yeah. Without yeah. words. Or yeah. like a lot of words. Or words if you want. Yeah. Words sometimes. I'm trying to work on those stories. I'm really bad at those. At the stories? The They're my stories. favorite. I'm I wish so people would pay those. me to just do stories. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think that could be a possibility. I know. It's like a new market. <laughs> it really is. I'll store your wedding for you. <laughs> yeah. That's it's like there's a skill in that. Yeah. Yeah. I was told the other day that I was really bad at them because they're too <laughs> I was like my friend was like you don't actually create a story, you just put up random pictures of stuff and it's uh, all out of sync. Got it. So She's yeah, that's like not that's a not story. a story. And I was like Oh, I get it now. I think people want from stories like the behind the scenes, yeah. less polished version of your life, yeah. whatever it is. Like they're following you for flowers. Yeah. And they want to see like the real messy life behind that, not just like the beautiful arrangement that makes the Instagram. Exactly. You know? Where I'd be like, on my story, I'm like, managed to take a picture of like what I maybe ate for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Which has its place. Which has its place. Yeah. Yeah. I had to stop doing that. I just felt like people didn't love seeing what I ate all the time. Of course they don't. I mean, I love it. (laughs) But also it's like not, people aren't obsessed with that. I'm not a chef. That's not why people follow me. They want to see, you know, I don't know what they want to see, but not that. Not that. Well, this has been so lovely. Yes. And I'm excited to see what the future holds for you and for our future work together. Yes, looking forward. Weddings-ish. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Weddings-ish with Jove. It really means the world to me. I would also love to encourage you to share with your friends the podcast link, share on social media, and of course, feel free to leave us a great five-star review on iTunes. It's super helpful. It takes just a moment. Tell us what you're loving, why you love it. And again, if you have any wedding planning questions, we'd love to hear them. Podcast at jovemeyerevents.com. Again, it's podcast at jovemeyerevents.com. Send any and all questions. We love to answer them. No questions off limits. 
The music in this podcast was recorded by Mel Flannery of Mixtape Cover Band. If you're looking for a wedding band that will get you rocking and dancing and all over the dance floor, you should definitely check out Mixtape Cover Band. Wedding-ish. Wedding-ish.